Hey everyone, welcome back to ThinkTech. So today's podcast is about microservice versus monolithic architecture. So in today's uh, software development world, one of the most important decision that you can take is choosing the right architecture for your application. Microservice architecture and monolithic architecture are two of the most popular architectural styles that developers choose from, especially from the last few years. In today's podcast, we'll explore the key differences between these two architectures, the benefits and drawbacks of each approach, and the scenarios where one architecture may be a better choice over the other. By the end of this podcast, you'll have a better understanding of the factors to consider when choosing between microservices and monolithic architecture for your application. So let's get started. So let's start with the very basics. What is a microservice architecture? Microservice architecture is a software design pattern that structures an application as a collection of loosely coupled, independently deployable services. So each service is responsible for a single business capability and communicates with other services using lightweight protocols such as HTTP or PubSub models like Kafka. One of the main benefits of microservice architecture compared to the traditional monolithic architecture is that it allows for better scalability and a lot more flexibility to developers. Each service can be scaled independently based on the demand for that service and new services can be added or removed without affecting the rest of the application. Additionally, microservices architecture allows for more agile development as teams can work on different services concurrently as part of different scrums without worrying about code conflicts because each of their code will be deployed independently. This was something that was missing in monolithic architectures because in monolithic architectures more often than not you have a single code repository and then there are a lot of developers who are working on the same repository so chances of code conflicts or introduction of unintentional bugs are a lot higher in monolithic architecture when compared to microservices architecture so whenever we design an application using microservices architecture there are some key principles that we should keep in mind right that makes the microservices architecture success the first one is it should be a single responsibility service each service should only do one thing or serve one business capability and should not be coupled or bundled to perform multiple activities every service should be loosely coupled with the entire ecosystem meaning that every service can be independently deployed and can be taken out in isolation without causing any problem to the rest of the system so and then finally it should be the deployment should be completely independent for the service as we already discussed that the service should be deployable independent of or without any impact to the other services sometimes what happens is that for monolithic architecture especially if some team is trying to deploy a feature then the entire application has to take a downtime and then only the deployment can go successfully this is something that microservices avoids uh, it allows every team to deploy their own service separately without causing any troubles or any problems to the rest of the application 
and uh, as we said that each service should be responsible only for single capabilities so that also means that it should not have any dependencies on other services right there should be not be a dependency ladder or a dependency chain that slowly builds this is one of the most important principle that we have to keep in mind because microservices uh, once you get a taste of this architecture everyone starts using it and it goes out of hand right very soon you will have more than 100 services running to maybe you know uh, for a single business unit or a single organization and if these things are not adhered to from the start then it becomes very problematic to rearchitect or refactor the code later so these are some things that have to be kept in mind from the very start that these principles should be very strictly adhered to now even if we do that there are several challenges that organizations or teams face when they adopt microservice architecture the foremost is the increased complexity in deployment so let's think about it so if for example if we have one code repository where there is the entire code for the entire application deployment of that repository is very easy right because you just have to deploy that one repository and your code for the entire or, or the entire product will get deployed at once but for microservices it's a little different you may have to interact with other services and if those other services are not available or have not been deployed then your service will get impacted right then you will have to have some sort of a failure handling to ensure that unavailability of an external service does not cause any unintended consequences in your service right so this becomes a very common norm and many a times you spend a lot of time coding for failure scenarios or for external failures in your microservices which is something that uh, is not a very productive thing to do right because uh, all the services if it's an external service then it makes sense but when all the services are in a, running inside the same infrastructure running are being controlled by the same product same team then half of the time if you are spending on failure handling of the other service then it's not a good use of time in my opinion and the second most important challenge that uh, we face is communication between services so now what we have done is we have broken a monolithic architecture into multiple services in monolithic architecture any interaction between two parts of the code is maximum a function call or maybe a memory read write via some shared variables or uh, some cache but now what has happened is these services have been completely separated and more often than not they will be deployed on different infrastructure or different nodes belonging to the same uh, cluster or same infrastructure so now any communication any sharing of state between these two services has to happen either via a data storage where you store the state and the other service reads that state or has to happen via a network call right both of them are prohibitively expensive as compared to a memory read and write so this again is something that uh, very quickly becomes the main challenge for teams who are adopting microservice architecture that their communication latencies become so high that they are not able to sustain or they are not able to scale any more than they sort of would have imagined when they were moving to microservice architecture so as we also discussed right that one of the main benefit of microservice architecture is scalability but you cannot scale beyond a certain limit because these penalties of network communication coordination becomes so and so expensive that you cannot tolerate that while also maintaining the serviceability of your application 
or user experience of your application so there is a practical limit to how much you can scale and that is why microservice architecture might not be a good fit for everyone or every application that wants to uh, build a low latency or a highly scalable application also microservice if you want to adopt microservice architecture you may need to invest a lot in new infrastructure and tooling to support these microservices and this can be very significant very recently amazon prime videos blog post came out where they mentioned that they have moved back from microservice architecture to monolithic architecture which has brought down their infrastructure cost by about 90% so that much or to that extent you might have to spend on new infrastructure and tooling to support microservices so until unless there is a very strong strong use case that you should use microservice architecture in my opinion Uh, applications should avoid using microservice architecture until unless they have a very very strong use case and uh, now coming over to the data part so another challenge that you face towards data is that once you move to microservice architecture it is uh, more difficult to maintain consistency and coherence across the entire application this is something that is not uh, inherent to microservice architecture i would say this is something that is inherent to your a uh, distributed computing paradigm so this is not that we'll discuss a lot in detail this comes as part and parcel of using distributed systems because as soon as you move a process from one node to multiple nodes you will face consistency and coherence challenges so now uh, these were the challenges that we discussed now let us talk about some of the best practices that one should keep in mind for designing microservices right so you should always make use of api gateways and service registries these help you in scenarios where something goes wrong you have a well defined protocol of how the service should react and how the service if the service is registered back or is needs to be rediscovered you then also have a set protocol how a service can be rediscovered via service registries right so this is something that we should use api gateways provide uh, a single point of entry also for external clients so that is also one good thing that there is just single point of entry for clients to access the application and uh, as i said service registries along with discovery they also help for communication so it standardizes communication between different services another very important point is that do not create your microservices as stateful right because they should always be stateless one advantage of having stateless applications or stateless services is that they can be easily scaled but the second more important benefit of designing stateless app stateless applications is that if a particular service crashes or if one of the pod which is running that service crashes you do not have or do not suffer any loss of data right so that is very important your services can be replaced in and out without any problem right so one of the biggest example i'll say in the uh, tech industry that have successfully demonstrated the use of microservice architecture is netflix they have been the leader in using microservice architecture and they have contributed a lot back to it they have been using streaming platforms and according to me i think is one of the few companies who have been able to truly unleash the power of streaming platforms by building such a world class product and uh, they were a monolithic application uh, to start with so it's not that they started with a microservice architecture so they have also been to the migration journey and i think that is what that ha- that has helped them 
डिज़ाइन देयर माइक्रोसॉफ्ट आर्किटेक्चर इन अ मच बेटर वे बिकॉज दे ऑलरेडी नो वॉट दे वॉन्ट टू गेट एज एन एंड रिजल्ट राइट दे के नॉट बी एनीथिंग लेस देन वॉट दे गेटिंग ऑलरेडी एज अ मॉनलिथिक आर्किटेक्चर राइट द परफॉर्मेंस के नॉट बी लेस देन दैट द स्केलेबिलिटी कैन नॉट बी लेस देन दैट सो दे ऑलरेडी हैव अ बेंच मार्क इन माइंड विच आई थिंक इज अ इज़ अ गुड अप्रोच बिकॉज अ लॉड ऑफ सॉफ्टवेयर एडवोकेट्स विल ऑल्सो से डेवलपर एडवोकेट्स विल ऑल्सो से और लॉट ऑफ ऑथर्स ऑल्सो से इन देयर टॉक्स दैट अ कंपनीज शुड बिल्ड अ मोनोलिथिक एप्लीकेशन दे शुड नॉट स्टार्ट विद अ माइक्रोसर्विस आर्किटेक्चर वंस यू हैव एन मोनोलिथिक एप्लीकेशन अप एंड रनिंग एंड वंस यू स्टार्ट टू फील द लिमिटेशंस दैट इट हैज़ सच दैट यू आर नॉट एबल टू एक्सपैंड योर प्रोडक्ट एनी फर्दर इट हैज़ रीच टू दैट पॉइंट देन ओनली यू स्टार्ट डिसाइडिंग how you want to make a switch to microservice architecture and because uh, fundamentally you don't have to write a lot of code to migrate from monolithic to microservice architecture you just have to sort of segregate or bundle your code separately so it's not that it's a very difficult thing to do but the intent or the expectations should be very clear of what you want to achieve once you move to microservice architecture the next phase or the next uh, emerging trend of microservice architecture is the serverless computing we already have a podcast on uh, serverless computing we have where we have discussed about serverless computing in a lot of detail serverless computing actually just allows developers to write and deploy code without worrying about infrastructure so that is the biggest benefit that we get and uh, this is in top on top of containers so containers also have been very popular lately uh, such as docker which allows you to package and deploy services in a very consistent and portable way without any platform dependency right so these are the things that have been or i'll say that these things made microservice architecture so much uh, you know uh, easy to use or easy to implement that a lot of companies have the ability to move to this architecture if these frameworks such as aws lambda or docker would not have been there then i think it would have been significantly difficult to break out from monolithic architectures and move to microservice architectures so they have been a lot of help in uh, designing applications better now a lot of times uh, people think of this as a debate between monolithic architecture versus microservice architecture but what we need to understand is that it's not microservice versus monolithic it is monolithic and microservice right you have these two different approaches right these are two different design patterns we never question we never say that there should be just one design pattern we have design patterns the use of design patterns is to help you identify where your use case fits and then help you guide how you should navigate through that use case right that is the only purpose of a pattern so monolithic microservices are both two different software design patterns that are used for building applications and both of them are equally good at least in my opinion i think both of them are equally good there is no one better or you know worse in monolithic architecture the entire application is just built as a single self contained unit this means that all of the applications functionality is contained within a single code base now it has tight dependencies with different modules or components but that always is not a negative thing to have and monolithic application is usually deployed as a single unit with all of its component running on the same server or set of servers so i think all of these points today are looked as a negative or a shortcoming in monolithic architecture but i don't think these are shortcomings these are just the properties of this pattern 
and for very long period and even still today a lot of applications have been using this architecture and have been running very successful products so it's not that a monolithic is a uh, thing of past or microservice is a improvement on monolithic these are just two patterns that will coexist uh, for a long time so as we already discussed like so this was monolithic architecture and then in microservice if you just compare uh, it with monolithic it is a design pattern where your application is broken down into smaller independent services and uh, they communicate via lightweight protocols or pub sub queues right a lot of times we see that communication between services are enabled via kafka so that is a very famous model that has been uh, used by a lot of organizations so use of kafka to allow asynchronous communication between services has been uh, very popular and when you need synchronous communications then obviously http and and your rest apis are the most popular choice so there are uh, i'll say there are several benefits of using microservice architecture over monolithic architecture uh, one of the main advantage that we uh, discussed as well was its ability for flexibility and scalability each service can be scaled based on demand and you can improve performance and reduce infrastructure cost but on the other hand you will have to invest so in monolithic applications what happens is that once you have an infrastructure if you want to scale more often than not the only option that you have is vertical scalability right you improve the performance or the specifications of the nodes on which your code is running rather than running your code on more and more nodes right that is the general principle of vertical scalability so in that sense if you move to a microservice based architecture you will reduce infrastructure cost but you will have additional cost that will get added for maintaining and monitoring these services so as i quoted uh, the amazon prime video example so they basically were following the same principle of microservice architecture they had a lot of step in functions and aws lambda functions and uh, the article basically said that the billing per unit of uh, execution of those functions became so prohibitive that they could not scale beyond a certain limit right so they the very reason why they wanted to go to microservices or uh, serverless basically was to scale and it became so complex so entangled with everything that they were not able to scale if i remember correctly beyond 5% of their total load right or the expected load so that is a big problem and that is something that you will get uh, very anxious about because once you are stuck in microservices and then you are not able to scale so you basically lose the entire purpose of making that shift right so that is very problematic and that is why i say that you should evaluate it very carefully from the very start whether you want to move to that architecture or not and uh, that is that is basically about infrastructure cost and additionally uh, although microservices one thing that i like about microservices is that it allows greater agility in development so that can be a real pain because if there are 100 developers who are working on single code repositories then it becomes very very painful to coordinate between all those developers because they will most likely be working across different time zones different working hours and all those things and it becomes very difficult to coordinate and work on features together such that your entire application is running successfully and is not broken however we have seen 
a lot of massive open source projects who have been very successful and which do not have hundred but thousands of developers sometimes working on them so again that is not a debate which is better which is worse it's basically that both of these things have worked right and we have successful examples of both of them so uh, it depends on actually the use case of the application completely of how or the organization of how they want to steer in their future the so basically in summary i'll say that monolithic and microservice architectures are both valid approaches for building applications while we get more flexibility agility scalability in microservice architecture monolithic architecture allows you simplicity ease of creating applications ease of deployment as well as in some cases lower running cost and high performance so you should be aware of these challenges involved and very carefully plan your architecture so that once you make a shift then you are not found or do not found any unknowns or you do not you know stuck with any of the things that you might have missed while designing them so that is very important because once you make a shift then for at least a certain period of time you have to make it work and if you get stuck or if you're not able to perform better then the purpose of that shift is lost and uh, it's not a good thing for a product to progress right so that is why it is very important to carefully plan and uh, as well as test your microservice architecture before you implement it right because planning is one thing but until unless you get on the ground and do some uh, coding or you know write some code you won't be able to know what exactly is happening so you should be uh, spending time in creating pocs creating or you know trying out different communication channels for async communication for synchronization communications try out what failure options you have how strong is your infrastructure how easy is it to scale in your infrastructure so all those things once you get on the ground you get to know so uh, doing a lot of pocs before making the actual move is also very important i think so that was it i think this is a good point to conclude our discussion about microservices and monolithic architecture we discussed basically the benefits and the uh, we discussed the definitions of both these architectures we discussed the benefits of both these architectures we also discussed the drawbacks that each of these architectures have and then and ultimately we basically concluded that there is not a debate between uh, or it's not a monolithic versus microservice it's basically monolithic and microservice and both of these architectures will coexist for a very long time Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please do not forget to follow this podcast and be sure to listen to all our future podcast as well. Thank you.